Welcome to a live preaching message from the Manhattan branch of Lycos International Church in New York City, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Sure. 
place to put your hands together for Jesus. Are you feeling the vibe? Come on now. Are you feeling the vibe? Are you feeling the vibe? Hallelujah. Wow, what a blessing. Father, we bless you. We honor you for such a wonderful day. Lord, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for the grace to be here. Thank you for your church and thank you for your people, beautiful people, Lord, that you have brought into your house. May you speak to us, guide us, deliver us from the works of the enemy, the one who has set out to destroy homes, to destroy children, to destroy men and women, to destroy, Lord, in the name of Jesus, peace that we have in our homes. Thank you. Let the light shine this afternoon through your word. That darkness will not be able to comprehend it. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Please, in the name of Jesus, say amen. Sing unto the Lord. All right. Beautiful. For the next few minutes, if you can please spare me your time. And I promise we will be out of here before after one. Is it a good word that I'm using? Before after one. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I want to use the opportunity to welcome all the brethren for the first time that you have come here. My name is Reverend Kwame Owusu-Deku, and I'm the pastor that God has given me the grace to speak to you. You are special. Hallelujah. And you are welcome to the house of the living God. After church, please do not rush out. As our dear lady pastor said, it is International Day. We say it international because we are international church. And we are aspiring. God is encouraging our leader to take the gospel to all nations. Hallelujah. So if you are here and you are interested in the word of God for you, for the word to go to the uttermost part of the world, then you are in a good place. And we are still expanding. Hallelujah. Because of that, we have also prepared for you to taste the nations. Hallelujah. And I can see that our wonderful ladies at the back are doing a wonderful job. So don't rush out. Take something, taste something before you go home. As the person sitting by you, I want you to wait also so that you can taste the nations. Tell the person, I want you to wait so that you can taste the nations. Hallelujah. Give us Colossians chapter 1. I want to share with you how many agree with me that in this world that we live in, Everyone and everybody, man, woman, young, uh, old, boy, girl, all of us, we are looking for some sort of success, some sort of victory. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Yeah. So you can see that the world, everyone, you wake up in the morning, you know, Monday, sun, weekends are a little bit quiet in the city of New York. But if you wake up on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, even in the subway, a.m., 6 a.m. is normally quiet a little bit, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., the trains are crowded. People come out and they move so fast. They walk fast. They climb steps. That normally, even at home, you ask them to climb the steps into their bedroom in their house, they take their time slowly to go to their bedroom. But on the subway, everyone, young and old, they all run. You ask yourself, where are we all going? What are we looking for? 
When we wake up, what do we look for? Hallelujah. You wake up in the morning, you step out. Even if you don't step out in your home, your thinking, your imaginations, your plans, everything is around something that you are looking for or something that you are doing, you want it to be successful. You want it to be glorious. You don't want to be victorious. Hallelujah. Are you with me? But I want here to tell you this afternoon to let you know that there's only one person who can give us what we are looking for. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. Colossians 27. 17 itself is a prophetic word. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory. The Bible, Paul is talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, to whom God will make known, will make known, God will make known to you today. I said, God will make known to you today. There are mysteries in this life. There are hidden things in this life. It's only God who can reveal them unto you. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? The world we see is not what it is. There's something beyond what we see. Hallelujah. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is... Christ in you, the hope of glory. The title of the message is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of victory. Christ in you, the hope of success. Christ in you, the hope of beauty. Hallelujah. It's only Christ in you. Hallelujah. That will give us hope. Hope is very important. The Bible says that hope deferred, it makes the heart sick. You wake up, what gives us, you know, keeps us going is that there's something we are looking for. And we all hope that one day we will be able to achieve that. So we wake up pursuing it. We wake up pursuing it. We wake up pursuing it. As we are growing in a younger age, we have dreams. We tell people what we want to do in life, the school we want to go to, the sports we want to do, the business we want to do. Everything is their all hope. It keeps you going. It gives you strength. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Yeah. If you are old, the same way you are hear many people saying, I want waiting for my retirement. My retirement, I will do A. My retirement, I will move from this cold northeast environment to Florida. I will move to Florida. The taxes are, um, do they pay taxes in Florida? I think they don't pay taxes, right? State of Florida, they pay property tax. Check it, check it for me, please. Google it. Sunday, check it for me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Many people, they want to move from the northeast. New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, or Boston. The, the crowd and the, the, um, 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 all the noise and everything. I want to move to Florida. And when I go there, the hope of my relaxation, enjoying my... They don't pay tax, right? Yeah, they don't pay tax. That's why many people have vacation homes in Florida. They have properties here and they have properties in Florida. When the weather gets, is getting cold, if you go and check it, those who even take care of the elderly people, from this month going, the month of August, and getting to October, they prepare them and take them to down south. And sometimes the employment is said that if you want to move along with them, they will also take you to Florida. And when the weather it moves all the way to the following year, February, March, April, then they come back to the Northeast. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? But I'm telling you, brethren, all these things are 
beautiful. All this, whether you are a Christian or you're not a Christian, to have things, to have certain things in life, to have your daily bread, they are all important. But I want us to know that the only the person who can make these things possible to make the hope become glorious, to make the hope victorious, to make the hope successful is the one who will be in you, who is Christ in you, the hope of our glory. Hallelujah. Are you with me? There's no other way. No. No. Let me give a few points. Point number one. Christ is, is your hope of glory. People hope in their business, their houses, their cars, in their money, but it is Christ who is your hope of glory. People hope in number one, in their businesses, in their cars, in their money, in their jobs, in their education, in their, what are some other things? In their wealth. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me, please? Some people are so bold enough to say that my, between where I am now and poverty, the distance is infinite. <laughs> is it infinite or infinity? When I was young, I was doing Kakros, they used to ask us to integrate from zero to infinity. I used to ask some of my colleagues, my students, my mates, that where is this infinity? Where? Can you show me where it is? Hallelujah. Yeah? Let me give, I want to give a few points, then I will we'll read a few verses and we'll close. Is it a good thing? Hallelujah. And the second one, Christ is your hope of glory. People put their hope in man but it is a mistake. It is Christ who is your hope of glory. Hmm. Proverbs 23. Put your hope in businesses, in cars, in properties, in money, in wealth. In wealth. Proverbs 23 verse 8. AMPC, please, help me. Look at what the Bible is saying. If you put your hope. Proverbs 23, verse 5. Sorry, verse 5. It says, AMPC, verse 5. Will you set your eyes upon wealth? Wealth. Will you set your eyes upon wealth? What's the difference between wealth and riches? Are they the same? They are not the same. Wealth. When you say that the guy is very rich, it's different from saying the guy is very wealthy. They are not the same. Hallelujah. The guy is very rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says that in Genesis, I think, Genesis 26, 12, and 13, that Isaac waxed strong. Give us that verse. Isaac. Genesis 26. Hmm. Isaac, then Isaac saw in that land and received in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted. May you receive the same thing. May all your seeds germinate to bear fruits. May it bear fruit. May your investment bear fruit. May your sowing of seeds bear fruits in the name of Jesus. Hundred times as much as he had planted, and the Lord favored him with blessings. May that be your portion. I said, May that be your portion. May the Lord favor you at your workplace. May the Lord favor you in what you are doing. May people see you and they open doors for you in the name of Jesus. Verse 13. And look at what happened. 13. It says that, and the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became what? Very great. There's a version that says that 
Is that AMPC? And the man became great, AMPC, and gained more and more, more and more. You see, when you become rich, there's a difference between rich, being rich and being wealthy. Hallelujah. You know, when you become rich, then with the success continues, then you begin to gain more and more, more and more, until you become very wealthy. Hallelujah. At that point, at that point, it will take something, maybe from the throne room of God, to bring your success down. And it's possible if Christ is not in it. And I will show you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So would you say, the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 5, will you set your eyes on something that is not much? Hallelujah. It says that will you set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings and they fly away as the eagle toward heaven. How can you just put all your trust and your hope in something that it will it has wings wings hallelujah my dear brothers and sisters we cannot put our trust in what we have oh no oh no i want to encourage you from today let your eyes be on Christ. Let and then I'm saying not only knowing Christ, but let the Christ be in you. It is in you that it brings the hope. And the Christ in you is the word of God coming to dwell in you. Hallelujah. I was telling LP this morning that, you know, as I was taking my shower, there were so many things running through my head. And I when I came out sharing with her and I was saying that. The devil has set out to destroy homes. It's amazing. I want to say it again. Watch out. The devil has set out to destroy homes. And the goal is to destroy all children. All children. All children. To kill what God really wants to have. Hallelujah. With production going on, increase going on, the devil has set out. And now so we were coming, I heard the man of God gave me the verse, Genesis 3, uh, chapter 3. When, and I'm, when I say homes, means that especially, I was not happy that they, they looks like. When you are courting, you are dating, you are, the devil is a little bit mild on you. But as soon as you marry, then from day one, he set out to destroy you. To destroy you. Hallelujah. And in Genesis chapter 3, the day that God pronounced Adam and Eve, husband and a wife, chapter, Genesis chapter 2, chapter 3, he showed up. Hallelujah. And then you go to Revelation chapter 12, the same thing. The serpent came back. But at that time, the woman and the child, the Bible said that the woman did not say anything because he had help. Hallelujah. The angels came and they fought. It is only when Christ comes in you, then when you are facing with these things, because the devil will not respect anyone. He will come after anybody. But when Christ is in you, which is your hope of your glory, he will, you will have angels coming to help you and fight and win the battle. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Whatever that our Savior Jesus Christ went through, through the cross, that is what we are all going through. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that when he was praying and the, the journey became difficult, God sent angels. Angels came. The thing was not removed, but the angels came to strengthen him. Strength means that now you have extra energy to fight and win the battle. Hallelujah. We can't put our trust in wealth. We can't put our trust. Let our eyes be on Christ and be on God. Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. 
Give me a New Living Translation. We are going to read Job chapter 1. Pastor Nana is not here. Who is going to help us to read? You have extra microphone. Job chapter 1. There was once a man named Job who lived in the, in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. It looks at the Bible. You want to read for me, David, right? Okay. I will, let, I will prompt you. He had, I didn't know that you can dance like that. Everyone was shocked. I, I'm not the only person who was shocked. Ah. That was nice. Beautiful. He had seven sons. Just pay attention to what God gave to this man. Seven sons, three daughters, ten children. It shows your strength. Hallelujah. The number of children you have shows the, your strength in the Lord, especially if you take care of them, not when you are not taking care of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then the next one, he owned what? 7,000 sheep. I want you to convert all these things. In those days, they were farmers. Their main business was farming. Hallelujah. But even now, if somebody is a farmer, you know, you just go to the southern part and the person is chasing that my profession is farming. And the person has 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. I don't know what ranch can keep these animals together. It is known that the Bush family is one of the richest family in the United States of America. What can you use to define them? When President Bush came out of White House and they wanted to give him a place, he said he's going to the ranch. If the ranch is not comfortable, he wouldn't have said that. Am I saying something here, please? So having even these things in our days now, it even shows your strength and ability. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says that, look at the servant. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Continue, please. Job sounds, you need microphone, please. Yes, David. No. Volume. Job sons will take turns preparing feasts in their homes and in their homes, and they will also invite their three sisters to celebrate. One other words, in their birth, during their birthdays, if you have brothers, you are siblings, your birthday you will celebrate. You invite all of us, you invite our your sisters and your brothers, and then it is this brother's turn, birthday, they have their party, they celebrate it. In this brother's turn, they have a party and they celebrate it. Hallelujah. That is what they are doing. It takes a lot of money for siblings to continue to celebrate their birthdays every year. Parties. It takes money. And in that time, the Bible continues. Jump and um, jump, move forward if we can. Uh huh. When, and when these things, when these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job will purify his children. Uh -huh. He will get them early in the morning uh -huh. and offer a burnt offering for each of them. Yes, for please. For Job said to himself, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. Amen. Continue on, please. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered, The Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He said, He is the finest man on all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. So can you see the description here? It tells you somebody who had Christ in him, and he has a lot of things going on. Hallelujah. Give me AMPC. Go to verse 10. AMPC verse 10. Or verse 9. AMPC. Uh -huh. Then Satan answered the Lord, 
Thus, Job feared God for nothing. Can you see? And God said, Esther, have you, you have not put, see, have you not put a hedge? You see, he was trying to let God know that this man had all these things and is also doesn't do a lot of things because, number one, you have given, I want you to pay attention to the things that the Satan saw that God gave. Number one, a hedge around him, that is protection. And then number two, his protection, not only him, his house. That means if you are in Job's house, the protection covers you. Many times, the house that you live in, the house you live in, and the leader of that house, the head of that house, all the other people, they take the spirit of the leader. Does it make sense what I'm saying? That is why I always counsel strongly against giving your child to somebody. Like, for instance, you are here because of that you want to go to school, develop yourself, and then childcare is becoming difficult and things, and you want to ship your child to grandma, grandfather, somebody, you know, even taking somebody in your house to come and help you. Hallelujah. You need to know the spirit of the person. Yeah. So if the anointing was upon Job and God is protecting and Job's himself and his house, all the people in the house will be protected. You move a car from the house, the car will not crash. You have a, nothing will happen. When they were having parties and things, nothing was happening. No. Because of the hedge. And you are in the household that you also enjoy the same head. The next one you see that, and then all that he has, that means your properties, your look, the, when the enemy is coming after you, he can come after accidents, you know, a lot of things. One accident, they total your vehicle, and sometimes the person who came to hit you does not have insurance. And when the person does not have insurance, the only thing that law enforcement can do is just persecute the person by you. You are affected. Am I, am I saying something here? Hallelujah. Are you with me? And the next one, then Satan said, he said, and not only all he has, on every side, you have conferred. Conferred means that you have given. Hallelujah. Prosperity. That means you have given him prosperity and happiness. Brethren, a happiness, genuine happiness, it comes from God. Genuine happiness, it comes from Christ. Genuine happiness, it comes from Satan knows all, knew all these things and he was telling God that because you have given him happiness, you have given him prosperity, you have given him protection, you have given him servants, everything. That is why the man is serving you. The next one. And then look at the evening, the next one. It says that happiness upon him in the works of his hands. Ah, we don't have much time. Look, the works of his hands. Sometimes your works of your hand can frustrate you. It can frustrate you. It can frustrate you. Just writing exams, one exam, the work of your pen is not allowing you to do well. Just one exam. Hallelujah. Are you with me, brethren? And then he says that, and his possessions have increased in the land. The next one, please, verse 11. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will curse you to what? To the face. Move on to the next one. Yes, verse 12. Okay. David, keep on. And the Lord said to Satan, um, Behold, all that he has in is in your power. Only upon him must put not forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the why presence did, of the Lord. Why, why did God throw this challenge to Satan? The only thing that can come to me is that God knew that this man, his eyes, his, his mind, confidence, 
they are all not in his possessions. He has them, but it's not his focus. It's not what is defining him. It is not what his eyes, that everything on my children, my property, my, my gold, my days, my vehicle, my this. God knew that. That's why he said, you know what? You can take everything from him, but don't touch him. Because if you lose everything and you have Christ in you, your eyes are on God. Everything will come back. And we know this story. God brought it back doubled. He doubled everything because, and if you know the story, you find out that Job never cares God. Jump to verse 20, 21, 22. Then Job, Read for me, please. Then Job arose and rent his robe. If you go to, you will find out that post. You find out that once God gave Satan permission, permission, then the Bible says that when he was there, just he was about to Finished speaking. Then they came to say the first story. The kids were parting and the wind blew and then it hit the, the foundations of the building and the building collapsed on all your children. That was even the last one. The first one was the farmers on the field. The rain, the donkeys, the camels, all of them. Then the last straw of Job's everything was the kids. The kids. Then after, give me 19. You found a 19. And behold, there came a great well when 18. Yes, David. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking mm -hmm. wine in their eldest brother's house. Mm. And behold, there came a great well wind from the desert and smote the four corners of the house mm. and it all fell upon the young people and they are all dead and I alone have escaped to tell you a day you lose ten children plus other people that is when the man said no this one and he went verse 20 then Job arose and rent his robe and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and did what and did what and did what Oh my goodness. Wow. It takes certain things, something, something that nobody can understand. And I want to also note that it was the Christ. Hallelujah. Why am I saying that? Read Job 29. He said something. Job 29, verse 1, 2, 3. Please. Job 29, King James. Job 29. Verses 1, and Job again took up his discussion and said, King James, please. Uh -huh. David, please. Oh, that I were as in the man's parts, uh -huh. as in the days when God preserved me. As in the days, that means before Satan came. Right? Those days, what was, what was he doing? In, as in the days that God, what was he doing? He said, when, at that time, when his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through what? I walked through darkness. Everybody needs to great light. The light that will shine upon your head, and the light that will shine upon your path. And those things are the word of God. The light is the, in the Bible is the word of God. For us to be preserved, for us to be successful, for us, we need these two great lights shining upon your head and shining upon your path. Hallelujah. And if you continue, we can't have time. Continue, you will see all the benefits that God was giving to Job at that time. At that time, this verse shows that the man was deep in the things of God. The man knew God. The man had everything. He said, Christ in me, the hope of my glory. It doesn't matter if I lose anything. We know this story. Job lost everything. People came. His wives, his sons, every, people came. They said, curse God and die. And then he would just even sacrifice his wives. That instead of cursing God, I will let you go. Because let me lose everything. Let me lose everything. And let me keep my Bible. This is the Bible. Let me keep it. 
Let me keep it. That's what that I need. Once I have the word of God and it's shining on my head, can you imagine if there's a light, so much light upon your head? Your brain is illuminated with wonderful things. And you know, you are not sidestepping, you are not wrong stepping, if there's a right way like that, but you are moving, moving and surging forward. Because the light is shining on your feet. Everything that you are doing, it moves forward, it moves forward, it moves forward. Guess what will happen to you? Job 1, 20, 21 and 22. Yes, please. And said, without naked I came into my world, naked I came to this world from my mother's womb, and naked without possession, so I did part. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Praise and magnify and worship. Okay, then. Praise. The Lord gave, and the Lord took it away. Blessed. That means praise and magnify and worship. Be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, the last verse of chapter 1. Uh-huh. And all this shine, all, all, in all this Job sin not, nor chat God foolishly. Hallelujah. Other versions there's that says that in all these Job, give us the good news translation, GNT. Hmm. GNT. 21-22. GNT. He said, I was born with nothing, and I will die with nothing. And the Lord gave, and now he has taken away. May his name be what? Be praised. And then verse 22. In spite of everything that had happened, God did, Job did not sin by doing what? Because he knew that God is the one who gave to me. I, don't, I won't blame you because I know that if I don't have, you will give it to me. So if something is happening you are not giving, I, I can't blame you. It means it's not there. And if God has taken, it means that ah, may the name be magnified. Brothers and sisters, what we need to put our trust in. And this verse, you know, some people interpret it, verse 21, that God will not take God. God did not, we all read it, that God, it's not God who took it. God removed the grace. He removed his support. He removed what keeps us going. And then once he is not there, you are exposed to the element of this world. So therefore, when Christ is not in you, you are defenseless. That is what it means. Anything will come at you at it at will. That's it. And all the things happened. Are you with me? We cannot put our trust in these things. The next one, John chapter 6. Please. I'm ending. Hmm. Before we do those, Psalm 33, verse 17. Psalm 33, verse 17. And horse, David, read it for us, okay. please. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any of his great strength. Yeah. And I'm here to encourage you, brethren. Your strength, let it be, let it come from God. The Bible is describing horses are strong animals. Animals that they don't lie down. It's amazing. They've said that if you see your horse lying down, that means the horse is not well. Is it true? Yeah. They don't lie down. Seven by 24. Seven by 24. That's a strength. Hallelujah. And you see the way they run, they do things. You can see that. But it says that even the strength, you know, of the horse, you cannot put your trust in it. Hallelujah. Are you with me, brethren? Yeah. John chapter 6. The last point for the day, Christ is your hope of glory. Christ is your hope of 
healing prosperity. Only Christ can give us prosperity and healing that we want. Hmm. And the last one, Christ is the hope of glory. Christ is our hope for salvation and heaven. Christ is our hope of prosperity. This scripture, God revealed something to me this week once we were praying. That if you know the scripture, this is the scripture that God feed 5,000 people. Let's read it. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is in the Tiberias. Verse 2. And a great multitude followed him because he has, they saw his miracles. Give me New Living Translation. I will read a few verses and then we we'll close. New Living Translation. This is King James. Thank you. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. The next one. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. Then the next one. It was nearly, it was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Yes. Jesus saw, soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Verse 6, he was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to. They think this verse will encourage us that if you put our trust in Christ, Everything you will need to do, he already knows. He knows it. He said he turned to Philip and asked, where can we feed these people? The next one, verse 7. Verse 7. He replied, even if we work for months, we will not have enough money to feed them. Have you had a situation sometimes you sit down and find that the situation is beyond your control? That's what Philip saw. It cannot be. I cannot. We cannot. Even we work months. We know this story. The Bible says that. Then Andrew said, there is a lad here who has five loaves and two fish. But there is a young boy here with five loaves, five belly loaves, and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? What you have in your hand is not enough. You look at your rent, you look at your phone bill, you look at the credit card that you bought something at Macy's. When you got there, they said, when you get Macy's card, you will get 50% off. One of the things I have learned and I really enjoy is using credit card. Because it looks like you don't feel the pain. You know, when you swipe it, especially when you go to the shop and they tell you that you have Macy's card, they say, no, no, once you have Macy's card, you get 50% off. Then you do the calculation, the 50% is about $500. Wow, who don't want $50, $500? I want it. And I will sign and the card will come. And many times I will forget that I have to pay their card. And then when they hit you with late fees and their, and their interest, then you call and you beg. You know, this is my first time. I think you should, you should be merciful. And sometimes you repeat the thing over and over and they tell you that this is not your first time. So this one, we cannot waive the thing. Oh, yes. No, in such situations, if you have a family, it's very stressful. It's very sad. Many people get their bills, they get depressed. Oh, yes. So that is why you see that the happiness that Job had because he had enough to spare. Anytime you have enough to spare, anytime you just imagine, many people are excited when their 1099 tax it comes you know, into the account. Especially when it's more than $10,000. Tell me if you have $10,000 in your account and you are not happy. Oh. Suddenly, moodness, sadness, a lot of things disappear. You know. Oh, yes. We quarrel in our homes because we don't have enough. 
couples are fighting because you don't have enough. Let's go and eat out. He said, we can't pay. We can't afford to pay. Many people do not go out. No vacation because we cannot afford. But imagine you have enough. You can go on vacation. Maybe as you are sitting here, you came from weekend getaway and then you came to church. There's no way you will fight after church. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When we were young, I used to give, I was counseled to give pocket money every month. And then you calculate and you give the pocket money. Sometimes this pocket money, you know that it's not enough. But when they go into the account again, come and see the stress and the unnecessary waste, unnecessary fight, unnecessary things. But if you have enough, you find out that this pocket money is not necessary anymore, honey. This is the card. This is the credit card. This is the debit card. The pin is one, two, three. You just go in and be happy. And that's it. And that's it. You say you have bought something. I don't, I don't stress by degrees. I don't stress myself in those things anymore. Anymore. Yeah. Are you with me, please? He knows. Brethren, let's trust God. Let's move from our strength, our fighting, our working hard. I believe in working hard. If you are a lazy person, you can't flow with me easily. You know, but I want us to trust God also. Let's put our trust. I'm saying that even our relationships, Christ is not at the center. Guess what? Satan has set out to fight all marriages and all homes, including single father, single mother homes. It's a project that he is pushing more. It's an agenda. Yeah. Why are we reading this John chapter 6? Jesus fed them. The story, I want to end it because it's getting to 1 o'clock. Jesus fed them and the Bible says that and Jesus took the loans and gave thanks and distributed them to, the, to, them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish and they all ate as much as what? You will eat as much as you want. I said, you will eat as much as you want. It doesn't matter the tips. You know, you go to restaurant and they say give tips, you are getting angry. Because you have calculated the thing so much. You say, they tell you, have one, two, three, four, five. And then they come and they tell you that gratuity is 20%. I went to uh, Delaware and when they finished, by the grace of God, I, I was not paying that day. When they said, they said gratuity is 22%. And I said, I told the person that, ah, but that, that one itself is like a plate. The tip. You have enough. Hallelujah. And then the next one, the next one. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. Leftovers. May you have leftovers. I said, may we have leftovers. May we have Christ in us, the hope of our glory, to have leftovers in our home, to have leftovers in our camp, to have leftovers in everything in our children's life. Leftovers. Leftovers. Hallelujah. Leftovers. And the next one, verse 13. So they picked up all the pieces and filled the 12 baskets with the scrap left by the people who had eaten from the five barely loaves, the next one. And when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, not miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he's a prophet. Who had. So this story moved forward. Jesus moved away from that place, Tiberias, to Capernaum, crossed over the sea, you know, the Sea of Galilee, and went to Capernaum. Then the people followed him. When they got there, then they said, why? When did you come here, master? He said, you guys, then he said, you guys are following me 
because, and not because of the miraculous sign. How can you feed 5,000 men, only men, 5,000, with five loaves and two fish, and you still have leftovers? The revelation here is that when Christ is in us, when Christ is in the equation, it doesn't matter the amount. It doesn't matter what you have. It will continue to flow and flow and flow and flow. If you will catch the revelation, it never ended. The Bible says that the people did not want to eat anymore. If they had wanted to eat anymore, they would have eaten more and more and more and more and more. And that is what the miracle that Elijah or Elisha gave to the, the woman. He said, go and borrow the vessels. Borrow as much as you can. Once you keep on, you, you, keep, you have the vessels, the oil will continue to flow. With God, with God coming into the equation, things does not cease easily. Ah, I've missed that voice. Yeah. Are you with me, please? So Jesus wanted them to see the miraculous signs. And the sign is that it is not just feeding. It is not just food. But see that I took something small and it kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And therefore, when you continue, he said, I will not give you anything. When they were asking for the, I'll give you my body and I'll give you my blood. In other words, once you have my body and you have my blood, that is why there's power in the communion if you have faith to take it. Once you have my body and you have my blood, nothing can cease in your life. Everything will be flowing. And that is what... That is why he said, you are following me. And the people got angry. And they were, he said, the, the Jews, they started complaining. Why are you? Are you not Jesus? And, and you are not the son of Joseph and all those things. Because the revelation, they did not catch the revelation. Brothers and sisters, what I want to leave with all of us here is that once Christ is in us, nothing ceases. That is the hope of our victory. The hope of our success. The hope of our, our, our what? Our future. Our destiny. Hallelujah. The hope of our beauty. He brings everything. He makes everything beautiful. He makes everything nice. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Let's read Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Let's end it. Isaiah 26. Hmm. I'm ending. Isaiah 26. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All those thoughts are fixed. All those, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. What are the things going through your mind? What are the challenges you are going through? Is it about your job? Is it about your health? Is it about your children? Is it about your marriage? Is it about your wife? Is it about your husband? Is it about your, your, your status? Is it about, I don't know, your father? Is it about your mother's health? Your father's health. He's saying that let that thought, let those things be on him. He will take care. Rise up onto your feet. Let's begin to pray. This afternoon I'm ending. It's one o'clock. Is we are ending. Oh yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Yes, Lord, I'm 
my life. Come on, as a living sacrifice. This is what Job did. Come on, he gave his all, even when he lost everything. Come on. One more time. Take my life. And all my plans, Lord, I have no plans again. Take them, take them, take them, take them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. Reverend, we heard what the Lord said. I mean to sing this song. I believe that God is speaking to us. I don't know the plans you have. Job said, it doesn't matter if I lose all my children. It doesn't matter if I lose all my wealth. It doesn't matter if I lose all my riches. The only thing I need is his light upon my head and upon on my path. To be on my tabernacle, the word of God, the Christ, Lord. That is what we need. If therefore, if you are here, you don't know Jesus as your personal savior. You don't have any encounter with him. You don't have any relationship with him. He begins everything and he ends everything. If you are here also this afternoon, I want to let you know that you are not here by accident. God, through his wisdom and through his grace, has brought you here. And what you have heard, he's speaking to you. And say, if you are there for you don't know him, I want you to give opportunity to give your life unto him. If you want to give your life, I want to lift up your hand with me this afternoon. This afternoon, I want to give your life unto him. So take my life, take my dreams, take my plans. Yes, he makes everything possible. When he's in your boat, it doesn't matter the storms. He will keep you. He will preserve you. He will protect you. There will be happiness in your life. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. If you are here, you want to give your life him. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. I'm giving your life. I see your hand, my dear sister. Lift it up. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. It's a good decision that you are making today. A good decision. I see your hand. Lifting your hand up. This afternoon, you want to give your life. You want to give your You want to begin everything with him. In the name of Jesus. One and two, then say this after me. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying. Thank you for giving even your way to me today. Thank you for giving Assuring me that. Assuring me that. You in me. You and me. The hope of my glory. In the name of Jesus. Therefore, I give my life unto you. Come and be savior over my life. Save me from the hands of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Said from today, Lord, write my name in the book of life. So that when at the sound of the trumpet, when you are coming back again, my name will be found in the books. In, the, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We bless you. We honor you for your word, Lord, and for all your brethren here. I pray that you give us strength to serve you. Give us strength to know you more. Give us strength, oh God, in our going out and our coming in. In the name of Jesus. Reveal yourself to us daily through your word, oh God. That we know once we stand right with you and you give us peace, 
the joy of the Lord, which is together the kingdom of God, will be our portion. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. And let the saints say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope you have been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lycos Manhattan. That's Lycos, L-A-I-K-O-S, Manhattan. You can also email us at lci.newyork at gmail.com. Visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.